Welcome back to And She Did. Today, we are honored to be interviewing Lexi Strauby. Lexi is a senior at Stanford University studying human biology, neurobiology, behavior, and health on the pre-medical track. After transferring to Stanford from Santa Rosa Junior College as a first-generation student, Lexi has become the president of the Stanford Pre-Medical Association and chief of laboratories at the Arbor Free Clinic on the Stanford campus. Lexi wanted to pursue medicine at Stanford University as a first-generation student, and she did. Welcome to the podcast, Lexi. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing well, and we're super excited to have you on our podcast today. So thank you so much for coming on. And we're wondering if you could start off by briefly introducing yourself to our listeners. Yeah, I think you guys actually summed up me very well in the intro, um, but I'm Lexi, and outside of um, those acknowledgments, I, yeah, that's exactly what I identify with, first-generation college student. I'm currently a senior at Stanford University, um, so I'm starting the application process to med school now, um, and yeah, I'm really excited to be here with you guys today, so thank you so much for having me. We're just so excited to chat with you today. All of those acknowledgements are so impressive and we're just excited to learn a little bit more about you. So could you start by telling us how you initially became interested in biology and eventually medicine? Was it something that you were always? Yeah, I think I certainly always had an innate affinity towards biology. Um, my, you know, I don't come from a background of doctors or anyone in academia and so, um, my father used to be a, a fisherman and I would um, dissect all of his bait and and kind of like what he caught and everything. And I think, you know, my sister used to say like, oh my gosh, Lexi's going to be a serial killer or something because they didn't really put the pieces together that uh, I was I was just super interested in kind of all organisms, um, macro and, and microbiology from a young age. But um, it took me a long time to actually understand the significance of this kind of um this kind of thread that went throughout my life especially when I was younger um and so I didn't realize until I probably got into my first biology class in in college that this was something that I was going to pursue further that's such a heartwarming story that it all started with dissecting bait. Um, and I love the story of your sister thinking that you were going to become a ser serial killer. But I think um, being a doctor is really on the opposite end of the spectrum. So we're happy that you have arrived at, at that career. Um, and we were wondering, how did your interest in biology inspire academic journey at Santa Rosa College and later at Stanford? When you were going into college, were you certain that you wanted to study biology? Um, or was it something that you kind of discovered as you were there? Yeah, great question. Um, I did not know what I wanted to do at all. I kind of had this, I don't know if I would say like a chip on my shoulder. I just like didn't apply myself, especially in high school to classes that I didn't feel like challenged me. Like I was that girl, um, especially in my senior year, I had to take physical education and I just like wore jeans every day, walked around the track when we were doing the mile. Like that was me. I was not a super like academic. I, I wasn't chasing A's in high school at all. Um, I did well. I was, I was still on the honor roll and stuff, but, um, I, I just, I don't know. I really liked the classes that were actually hard and, and took like some higher thinking. Um, but again, 
that was mostly like math or, or calculus type of tracks in high school. And so when I got to college, I, I kind of had being a doctor in the back of my mind, but I knew that that path was so long and so arduous and I can confirm on it now it is, um, don't go in it without thinking that it's going to be hard, but I kind of explored a lot of different avenues when I first got to college, you know, I took a lot of psych classes. Um, I took a lot of kinesiology. I was thinking maybe I'll do chiropractics or something like that. Um, physical therapy, that kind of track. I remember I took like an intro, it was like bio 101. And um, the professor just, he was great. He was super knowledgeable. And like, you could tell he really loved the subject. And it, and it was hard, even though it was an intro class, like there was a lot of things that I had never seen before. And part of what I liked about biology was that it felt so tangible to me. And then you get in these classes and it's really not a super tangible um, concept because we look so micro. So a lot of these, um, these ways of thinking in the curricula is more ab abstract. Um, but it turned out that I really liked that too. And I was good at it. And um, he kind of took me under his wing somewhat and, and said like, Hey, I think this is your niche. Um, and I guess that was a pun. I didn't mean it because we did learn about evolutionary biology, but yeah, I found my niche there. And then I just continued on, um, on that track and I made it to Stanford. So I already knew what I wanted to do when I got to Stanford. Um, but again, like I kind of had this like one foot in one foot out, like maybe I'll be a doctor, maybe I won't. Um, and I think I was just scared a little bit to actually confirm and and verify with myself and with other people that that was something that I was going to do because if you say it out loud right then if you don't do it it's a lot there's a lot more internal and external consequences at least that's what I thought um but I'm here I continued with it I'm almost done of the kind of first level and I'm so excited and um happy in the path that I chose that's such a wonderful story. And it's amazing to see how all of these kinds of different classes eventually took you to where you are today, because I know that sometimes looking at your life down the road can be so hard, but it's just amazing to see how everything kind of eventually brought you to a place that you're very happy with. And we're really glad to be able to talk to you about it today. So as we mentioned in the introduction, you're a first-gen college student. Could you tell us a little bit about what it's like to face both the college application process and college itself as a first-gen student? How have you navigated any unique challenges that this might have presented? Yeah, wow, it's a really great question and a really important question, um, especially here, like at Stanford, where I, I think they prioritize first-gen students for sure, especially now, but um, historically it was kind of the legacy people. Um, and yeah, I, my so I had a different upbringing than a lot of people um, that I am surrounded by in academia. You know, sometimes I hear people say like, "Oh, my dad was a professor," um, or "My both my parents are doctors," and there's this participate in the conversation um, because you know when when they start talking about details on their experience growing up and you know they they have separate 
um, pressures on them, right? If you come from a family of doctors, then there's um, oftentimes this kind of understood, um, like pressure to be a doctor as well and fall in the footsteps of your family. So I didn't have that. Um, both of my parents didn't graduate high school. I think they made it through their sophomore year. I don't, I, my mom was a freshman, I think. So um, they dropped out of high school. They moved to Hawaii. Um, that's where they met. And then they had my sister at a super young age. And so it's interesting to put it in perspective and think like, wow, by the time they were my age, they already had a six-year-old and and what type of path that takes someone and why um, is there such a change in our generation? Because my sister and I both went um, to to universities and pursued higher education. And so I, I, I think I used to be embarrassed of it. Like I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't you know, participate in the conversation, I wouldn't like acknowledge that I came from that type of background. But now I take pride in it, because it's almost like, you know, if you think about your life as a movie, I know this is like very main character energy of me, but it helps me get through things sometimes. And I think, okay, I am somewhat of an underdog. Um, But, you know, I would be rooting for me, if I was watching my own story. And I think that's a, a powerful kind of sentiment to remind yourself of is like, not only how far you've come, but how far you've come given what you've had to overcome on the way. Um, and so, yeah, that's something I'm certainly proud of. Um, it's been difficult in the way that like, not with opportunity, I would say, I, I wouldn't say I felt like there was like differential opportunities because I'm a first-generation college student but what I would say is that um and I like my family are great but they they don't get it you know they don't get like what it to be a stressed out college student they don't get what's required of people pursuing a career in medicine and so um sometimes it can feel like I'm not understood um, by anyone because people in academia don't really have that experience usually um, of their their family not, you know, graduating high school. And then my family doesn't have any um, any kind of beacon to compare it with of what I'm pursuing. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, it it feels sometimes like I'm trying, I'm a square peg trying to fit in a round hole. Um, but I found really great people and you don't have to share experiences to, to feel like you have an empathetic friend or relationships that are meaningful and helpful within the context. Um, and so I've, I've found great communities and my family are great. That's not to say anything bad about them, but, um, you know, they haven't experienced it or anything close to it. And so I think it's hard. Thank you so much for opening up and sharing that with us, Lexi. I can imagine how it is isolating because you feel like you don't completely fit in with the students who do have this academic background, but also with your family. Um, 
they maybe don't have the same academic background or same pursuits that you're doing right now. So it also is isolating. And it's incredible that that you've come so far. And I really, I really like the part where you're like, I would be rooting for me because we are all rooting for you. And it's incredible to hear your story and to see really what an incredible person you are and how far you've come. So thank you so much for sharing with us. And at Stanford now, you've really become a leader of so many of the organizations surrounding medicine on campus. And we would love to hear about your experience as the president of Stanford's pre-medical association. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your kind words and, um, and asking such great questions, you guys, both of you. Um, yeah, so I, you know, got here and First of all, Stanford has so many opportunities, which are really great. So many leadership opportunities and volunteer opportunities. Um, and so I kind of found a community in the Stanford Pre-Med Association and um, was elected as one of the presidents um, last year to be um, the president this year. And, you know, it's it's been really great and some con it's it's a lot of work it feels like i'm running a startup sometimes and i've really what i've taken away the most is that because you're working with such a large kind of leadership force that is um the structure is kind of it's um sharing responsibilities with a lot of people and i've always had a hard time in in group projects and everything right like i'm like i'll do it all um because I don't trust anyone to do. Yeah, you guys are laughing because I'm sure you're the, the same way too. Like it's it's hard um, and it's hard to count on people. And so I've kind of try, been trying to navigate like what is my leadership style? I, I try to not be passive about my expectations, but like innately, I'm just kind of a pushover. And so um, sometimes I, I think um, it's a difficult thing to manage, but I've learned so much and I've learned what type of leader I can be. And I say I can be because I think you can take many forms depending on kind of the 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 group or the person's um, demeanor and, and what kind of leadership style they like. Um, so it's been really great. We do a lot of um, like outreach events. We um, this year, I we kind of really wanted to focus on diversity and empowerment and integrating across groups. So we've been holding events with um, different clubs that are kind of like a collaboration. For example, um, I'm Native American. So the Natives in Medicine was one group that's a student organization. It's not a Stanford affiliate organization like uh, the Stanford Pre-Med Association is, but we held an event with them. And it was so amazing to kind of uplift the voices of um, historically marginalized communities. And I think it's a really, really important thing to highlight in medicine. Um, and so I felt like a good sense of purpose from, from participating in, in SPA. And I'm super grateful. SPA is the acronym, by the way, for Stanford Pre-Med Association. Um, but I've, I'm super grateful to be a part of it. Um, and I've learned a lot. It's really amazing to hear about how that experience has kind of pushed you in terms of your leadership capabilities, but it's also brought you a lot of fulfillment. And I think it's amazing that you're focusing on so many aspects relating to diversity in medicine, which is definitely a topic that is very important. And I would love to hear more about when we're not on the podcast. Um, 
But additionally, you currently work as the chief of laboratories at Arbor Free Clinic, which is a medical organization that provides free health care to adults without insurance. What motivated you to become involved in this organization and what has your experience at this clinic been like? Yeah, great question. So Arbor Free Clinic is a student-ran um, health clinic that provides free, um, really what our intention is, is translational care. So we're seeing patients that are, they might've switched jobs um, and it takes, you know, three months or, or whatever amount of time for their insurance for the new job to be activated. Sometimes people, you know, got kicked off their insurance plan for whatever reason. So the idea is that we not only provide care for the time being, but that we also get them in a place where they can actually have long-term health care. Um, and so it involves a lot of referrals to different clinics, uh, primary care clinics. We order um, imaging like radiology and as well as like blood tests, labs, those type of things. Um, and I got involved in it because it's actually ran through students at Stanford. So um, it's called the Cardinal Free Clinics, like within Stanford and you apply every year. It's, it's actually pretty competitive. Um, and so I was so excited when I got in. And um, my role is, it started off as lab assistant. And so it's, there's, there's multiple kind of departments within the clinic, but basically my role is really awesome. You talk to the attending physician. So the, the person who's like at, um, you know, the most distinguished in their career as a physician, um, and you talk with them with a number of medical students, you kind of sit in a room, look at all your cases for the day, um, figure out what the best plan of action is. Do they need a prescription? Do they need to see a specialist? Do they need um, imaging labs? And then we order those, we talk to them, we try to educate them on, um, on different health practices. And, you know, it's been such a rewarding experience. And I really, really loved it, not only because, you know, you get clinical hours, which are, which are important for um, med school, but also because you just learn so much from the med students and the physicians. And you also like feel like you're really making an impact in somebody's life who really needs, you know, I believe that healthcare is like a human right. And so um, these people, a lot of times they haven't seen a doctor in, you know, six years or something. And then they come in and um, you just, you get to talk to them so intimately and and um, they're super vulnerable. And yeah, it's just been so rewarding and taking on a leadership position within labs um, to kind of teach the, the next cohort coming through also has been a great learning experience and really fun and yeah, fulfilling again. I love everything that I'm doing here, but I think the Arbor Free Clinic is just like an amazing resource for, for people and people need to know more about it. What an incredible and impactful organization. And I love how it sounds both fulfilling and rewarding, but also you are getting hands-on experience with medicine, but also hands-on experience with interacting with patients, which appears to be one of the most important things of being a doctor. 
And as you're looking forward, when you mentioned you are graduating this year, what are your future plans and goals within the medical field as you graduate from Stanford and beyond? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's a loaded question. I there's I think I went in with a little bit more of my blinders up. And when I say went in, I mean, like when I decided to officially join the pre-med track, um, I was thinking of a couple different specialties or directions I could go in with it. But what I've learned with experience of observing, um, doing observation shifts at the hospital and also, um, you know, working at the different places where I get some clinical experiences that I only, I, I don't know much about anything. What's that? Um, the quote by the famous philosopher Zoe, you'd probably know this like one. It's the like, more you know, or the more you learn, the less you know, or something like that. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how I feel because um, there's number one, so many different directions that you can take it than I even had knowledge of beforehand. And then each of those are so multifaceted. I mean, yeah, like I've, I've um, shadowed the most with a pediatric transplant hepatologist and a gastroenterologist. And, you know, I thought, oh, maybe this is really cool. You're super, super specialized. There's like a very few amount of people in the world who can do that. And then, um, it's hard. It's hard seeing kids and, um, you know, it, you're there on the worst day of people's lives. You're also there on the best day of people's lives, which is a powerful thing, but it weighs on you, especially with kids I've found. And, and so uh, that's all to say that I am not going to have my blinders up moving forward at all. I'm just going to um, jump at every opportunity, continue kind of weighing my options and and not deciding on anything definitively because I I know that there's so much out there and so much that I don't know. And so, yes, I, I'll say definitely working with people. There are certain specialties you can get in um, that are, you know, pathology, for example, is you're looking at slides, um, you know, with a microscope oftentimes in the basement of a hospital. So you don't really talk to patients. Um, radiology, kind of same thing. You're not really getting those like relationships with the patients. And that's great for certain people. For me, like I get my energy from being around people. I feel fulfilled from actually helping people. I want to feel like I'm doing something that's meaningful um, every day. And so, yeah, definitely something where I'm actually interacting with patients closely, but what that entails, you know, you're going to have to see and find out. We don't know. We don't know yet. I'm sure that everybody will be very invested in eventually seeing what amazing things you do, but I definitely agree that sometimes just being open to learning and eventually figuring out what you want to do is a really great choice because sometimes, at least in my case, um, being very tunnel visioned sometimes is not the best option and just being open and present can be a really great thing. And we're all so excited to see what you do. No matter where you end up, we will be rooting for you. And we're really excited to see where this path takes you. And with that in mind, your story has been so inspirational. So we would like to know what advice would you give to other young women who are working to pursue their academic passions in the face of obstacles? I would say understand 
that your obstacles are actually opportunities for you to gain perspective um, and and growth and that you have a unique perspective in whatever endeavor that you're pursuing that is meaningful, that is valuable, and that you have the capacity to kind of change the trajectory of of whatever you're coming from and and that's a powerful thing and if it's it's hard that's just because everything that's great is not easy everything that's easy isn't great like just understand the obstacles can be opportunities are opportunities and one day you're going to look back and and be so grateful for the place that you came in and all the obstacles that you faced along the way what a powerful piece of advice and you have truly lived this advice so it's really incredible hearing your story today and Lexi thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today I feel so lucky to know you and be able to work with you every day so I'm just so grateful that we got the opportunity to share your story with so many more people yeah likewise thank you guys so much for having me I, this is such a great thing that you're doing for for women and I really appreciate you both we appreciate you so much and I know that our listeners will really appreciate hearing this story I think it's something that so many of us even if we haven't had similar experiences really want to learn and empathize with so it's really really been wonderful to hear your story to our listeners we hope that Lexi's story inspires you as much as it has inspired us and we hope that it, it continues to motivate you to fully pursue your passions even when faced with lots of challenges stay tuned for more episodes of and she did